Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by both of my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, here. We're here on the YouTube channel, so if you are here, please like, give us a subscribe. Peter did not talk as much last episode. We got to get you more involved, buddy. What's going on? You do? I will say... Uh, I, I I took it as it was being your fault for not uh, involving Uh-oh. me as the host, but I will agree that sure. I could have spoken more. No, no, no. I, I'm taking I'm taking accountability here. Okay, how it, about it? It was my fault. <laughs> See, look at I, me. I'm speaking. I'm I've spoken the most so far already. Good start. Woo, I started yay. editing after recording, and I like saw Peter's file, and I'm like, oh my god, what happened? Did this, something happen <laughs> to the file? Nope. It's just Peter <laughs> didn't really talk last episode. So I, I did. I think I did like my like game thing, and then I spoke like. For like thirty seconds, one other time. So, ooh, look at me! A lot of insight there. You know what? It makes up for the rest of the time you talked on this podcast. So, true, 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 I like how you just took that one. You know, it's all right. It's okay. It made up for it. It made up for it. Alex was able to get that time back. You got to even it out. You know, between the other one. I try to navigate the flow between you two and uh, Peter. It's been a little one sided uh, throughout this time, but. Credit to you, I guess. Chelsea win 4-0 against Juventus. They move on to the round of 16 in the UEFA Champions League. An absolute domination of, of a performance today. Can Alex change his statement to see if this was the best Chelsea he's seen this season? That's a yes? We're not in our head. Okay. Yeah. Explanation, please. This was a very good performance. I was very impressed. I know those sound like words that anybody could say, but the way we were moving the ball, the way we were just really focused, it looked like we weren't dangling around, especially against a team like Juventus that's usually so well organized. We were very focused on getting the ball into the box, getting it into tight areas, and getting our playmakers on the ball, which is really everyone, right? Because we see players like you know Ben Chilwell, obviously, hopefully he gets better. We'll talk about that more later. But Reese James on the right-hand side, who obviously had a fantastic game. And uh, and it was just the flow from defense to midfield to attack, which was much smoother, much quicker than usual. And I was just, you know, I was just really impressed. 
I thought, in terms of a few players that stood out, obviously the whole team was very good. Thiago Silva, you know, this isn't going to be the play that people talk about, obviously, but when he clears the ball off the line, uh, obviously it looked like he was shaken up for a bit after that, but it turned out he's okay. That was just, it showed, you know, you don't see 37-year-old men who play uh, football just running into the net like that after, you know, chasing down the ball and clearing it off the line. You don't see many do that. And that's what what makes Thiago Silva special. Um, and I thought Callum Hudson Odoi was very good, as well as Reese James. Uh, I thought those two guys played very well. So th- those are the three players I just wanted to highlight there. But yeah, I'm, I'm keeping it short because there's not really there's not. It was just overall a very good performance, and I was really happy to see all the pieces flowing nicely. You kind of summed up everything, kind of like play wise. I mean, it was pretty. Also, not. I'll start over. I think this was the best Chelsea we've seen because that was the question you asked uh, Alex, Josh. I think it is. I think the past three games, we've slowly gotten to like the highest we've been and we've slowly gotten improving on each of those performances and just getting even better. And now we're at the pinnacle and then, I mean, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it more after, but now we're going against Man United, new manager, obviously Anthony Taylor as referee, not ideal. So that's a bigger test even though I'd argue Juventus is better and we just beat them 4-0. But now we have to take, we have to keep building on this, even though it is hard because we're obviously playing so well. Keep building on this and just keep improving, and then we'll be able to win the league. Easier said than done, obviously, but I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's just what would the idea would be. But uh also point out some players. I think Trevor Chalaba was obviously very good again. I mean, he's gotten to the point where I see his name uh, on the starting 11. I'm just like, okay. He'll, he'll play well. I, I don't have to worry about anything. Obviously, he got the game-winning goal. He got the first goal. Uh, he popped up in a good spot, had a great finish. Uh, Reese James, again, was very good. He's, his form is just incredible. I mean, his half volleys. I think me and Alex texted a bit during the game. I, I, I think I, I don't exactly remember the word I used, but I was just like, those half volleys and those volleys are just so good. And he, he always knows perfectly what to do because... At first, he took it off his chest, and then I was like, oh, the defender's going to catch up to him. But he timed it perfectly, so it would bounce right before the defender gets there, and he could have such a great shot, and it just goes in. That His volleys are just unsavable. Uh, I want to point out Timo Werner. He could have he came on uh, off the bench, obviously, and he could have had an assist and a goal. He had his goal. Obviously, it was a tap-in, but, you know, he's been prone to missing some of those, so it's a, it's an important thing that he's making those. Uh, and he also had an assist. Oh well, he didn't have an assist. He should have had an assist. He took a nice touch around a defender and uh, played in uh, Ziyech in through, but Ziyech missed. But I'll also point out Ziyech. Ziyech played very well. I mean, this last game he played pretty well too. So this is kind of building on that again. A lot of building going on around Chelsea these past few games. But I mean, this was one of his best games we've seen for a while. I mean, he was just everywhere. He was playing well. He was. The game suited his play style. He got into the right spots. I mean, he just did everything you would ask of him. But I think... And Callum Hudson-Odoi, too. I mean, I'm hoping he got taken off early uh, so he can start against Man United because he's just been playing very well. He got into great spots, took on players well, had some good crosses, obviously got the goal, everything you'd want from him. Uh, but I do think the biggest takeaway has to be Ben Chilwell's injury. I mean, we can just transition to this and we can get everyone's thoughts on it. But, I mean, for me... It looked bad. It well, it didn't look bad because it really wasn't like that. 
it wasn't like a tackle where it's like studs up and you're like, oh, okay, this could be bad, or it's like a broken leg, but he just planted his foot funny, and then contact came from behind him, and it just like his knee buckled a bit, which is not what you want to see. Uh, I think the, a lot of people were saying ACL, which I personally think it is too. Hopefully not, obviously, because that can be months out, and that's not good, especially considering we have, obviously, Alonzo at left wing back, or Aspie, who played there, not great. So, I mean, we really need him back as soon as possible. Uh, going back to your earlier thoughts, Peter, before I transition to the Ben Chilwell news, and I have uh, an injury update quote from Thomas Tuchel in his post-game presser um, after the match. Uh, Chalaba, or Trevor Chalaba, as I like to call it, from the uh, Chelsea TV announcers. Yep, I'm going to keep doing it as much as you want to shake your head, Alex, for everyone listening uh, on the audio of this podcast. So, he was awarded the player of the match. I, I, I think there's another name for it, but that's what he was awarded. There was a, a picture on the Chelsea Twitter of him holding it, I think, with Mason Mount or something like that. Uh, so, that was pretty cool. Uh, teammates there, obviously, we know the whole stuff with that. They were together with the Youth Academy and all of the stuff and have been together for a numerous amount of years. Uh, I want to go to the goal scores in the minutes. Uh, so, you know, because stats. Um, Trevor Chaloba had the, come on man, Trevor Chaloba had the goal uh, at the 25th minute, uh, Reese James at the 55th minute, Callum hudson Doy 58th minute, and Timo Werner in the added time of five minutes. This was match day five of six, we got our rematch and our redemption uh, against Juventus. Uh, and then coming back to stats, shots 21 to 8, shots on target 8 to 2, 55 to 45 percent possession. Chelsea won that 509 to 438 passes. Uh, both teams nodded up with the 82 percent pass accuracy. Both teams also nodded up with the amount of fouls uh, committed in this game. Corners though 13 to 3. This puts Chelsea, even though they are tied points wise, a goal differential 9 to 3. Chelsea up there with both uh, clubs. Tied at 12 points with four wins, one loss. Chelsea do advance uh, to the round of 16 UEFA Champions League. Okay, on to Ben Chilwell now. Uh, Peter, we go to your your you know uh, thoughts that you brought up there. So the update on Chilwell, this is coming from Thomas Tuchel. Uh, quote, he was in a lot of pain. Now he feels a bit better. We have an examination tomorrow to be a bit more precise, and we hope for the best. Hopefully... He or hopefully we get away with fingers crossed with not too bad news. He was in such a fantastic moment, like Reese James on the other side. They have been in the best shape uh, they could possibly be. So strong and full of confidence. Uh, such a lot of quality. That was the thoughts by Thomas Tuchel uh, on Ben Chilwell. So Alex, your reactions to this is upsetting. Let's hope this injury is not as bad as it looked but it's just it's upsetting and you know Mark Alonso I think we gotta remember he put in a decent shift for us in the beginning of, of this season if he is out for a few months we might have to look in January uh for someone to possibly come in maybe bring back a loanee because obviously we don't really have many on that left hand side uh that work out there but Ben Chilwell's been great ever since he's gotten back into starting 11 and it's really gonna be bad if we miss him uh, so hopefully he's back soon. One of the positions where we don't have a lot of depth. Obviously in those attacking roles, we have lots of depth. Defensively at center back, we have quite a bit of depth. But these, these wing back spots are just not ideal. 
uh, and, and another position that's not ideal as well, obviously, is in the center of midfield. N'Golo Conte, uh, a big loss as well. Uh, I'll read the quote here because, you know, I want to get into the, in, into this reading thing. Uh, update on N'Golo Conte. Uh, he was the same. He got stronger and stronger in the first half, then twisted his knee. So hopefully it is not too bad. Twisted his knee doesn't sound terrible, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's putting it in a different way than... Uh, that sounds a little bit better, but obviously Conte has just been so unlucky with injuries. As soon as they said Loftus Cheek was preparing, I was like, "Oh no, not again!" And then they figured it out uh, that Conte was the man who was coming off. It's just unfortunate, and obviously with Kovacic out too, and Jorginho not on the best of form at the moment, I would say uh, it's definitely disappointing. But at least we will get to see a little bit more of uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek and maybe a bit of Saul as well. So. uh you know, it, it's it's always upsetting when someone goes down, but luckily this team has a lot of depth so that when when someone goes down, the next person steps up. I'm going to jump in there. You you talked about how we'll see more of Loftus-Cheek. Uh, I think if there's any positive to take away from today's game about the midfield injury is that when we saw Loftus-Cheek come in, he played extremely well. He hopped in there and nothing really changed compared to Conte because obviously they're different players, but we still controlled the midfield. He got into good attacking spots uh, on the Kalamuts and Adore goal. He had a very nice dribble and then assist. I mean, he's looked very, very good. He's looked up there with his, I forget what year, 2018, 2019, one of those years forms where he was playing really well. He's looking like that again. Obviously, you don't want to see Conte, who's very important to our team, get injured, but Jorginho did look good today. I think he's getting back there uh, up to where we know he can play. And I think Loftus Sheik can slot in there fine. Saul, I don't want him to start. And I don't particularly want him to play. But he's an option, I guess. I'm not really sure. And speaking of an option, I know this is kind of wild. But obviously, you don't. Aspi isn't really a left wing back. He's more of a center back at right wing back. So he. Probably can't be the fit there if uh, Chilwell's out for a long time at left wing back. Alonso, like you said, Alexi did start off the season well, but especially against this game against Manchester United, uh, he's going to be going up against uh, Marcus Rashford, which is not the matchup I want. Uh, so I propose something wild. At his time with Atletico, Saul did play a bit of left wing back. I, I'm not saying it's good, because I don't think it is, but it it's possible that could be better than Alonzo. What are your thoughts on that? And Josh says Peter doesn't do enough research. What were those sound effects? Continue. <laughs> I was and entice and entice me into your answer, Alex. I'm really excited to what is coming after that. What I was just saying, you know, you know, pre-podcast we always discuss because Peter's known as the unprepared one in quotation marks. Uh, Peter and I are known as the unprepared ones. Josh is prepared. I well, I think you can kind of tell that with the uh, the stats and all that. But anyway, just funny. Continue, and it's just funny to see Peter bring up like a topic like that. You know, going deep dive into the left wing back situation with Saul. You're not even answering the question. What question? Oh, his question. Sorry, I. I... <laughs> Alex just was so invested into what he was thinking. That he didn't even think about what Peter was actually what? asking and just was amazed about how he asked the question. I would, I would, 
I'm, sorry. I'm I'm actually hurt. Like the one time not- I bring up I bring up a point for like the first time ever, and you just completely ignore it and move on. Like, wow. Okay. No, right, I see how back, it is. Going back to the point, I was gonna answer, but then I kind of forgot what you asked. But now I remember again. Saul, wow. I think. <laughs> I think at left wing back. Saul, I wouldn't say is the best defensively, so he could be a bit li- He could be a bit of a liability. Um, in that aspect, I'm not sure if he exactly has the pace either. That's exactly ideal for it. But then again, let's just say Marcus Alonso has zero pace. So I guess it would be an improvement. It would kind of be like playing Callum Hudson-Odoi at right wing back. Kind of similar, except I think I would say Callum Hudson-Odoi is probably a better fit because he's, you know, usually plays wide, uh, where Saul is just used to playing in the middle. So, you know, it's it's an interesting idea, obviously, with him being left-footed and everything like that. It makes it much more ideal than, for example, someone like Aspie who's right-footed, like you mentioned before. So, you know, we've seen Aspie lay, play left-back, but playing left-back and left-wing-back, there's quite a big difference. Um, and being left-footed when you're a wing-back or whatever foot-footed your side is, is, is quite important, I think. Um. So, speaking on the Seoul, I think it's funny, Peter, how you mentioned uh, about this topic because I was going to ask what you guys thought of his performance off the bench today. Um, but anyway, but anyway, I, uh, I, I, I do not think he will step into left wing back. Uh, I prefer he does not. I, I rather have Marcus Alonso. Although we always talk about how bad Marcus Alonso is. Oh, Alex just gone in the video and, uh, he, I'm back, I'm back, don't worry, don't worry. He's back. Um, but basically, here, wait, I'm going to adjust this because, no, I'm not, I'm good. I'm just going to leave it. Cause gotta, if roll I, with it. gotta roll with it. No, I was going to, because if you hold your space bar down, which I'm doing right now, you, templar, you temporarily unmute, but I just like don't want to hold my... I've done that before, I tried yeah. doing that before, and then... Now I'm just holding just, it for too and I'm long. I'm just like holding it for like five minutes while I go on my rant, so it's not it's not a good thing. It's not good. All right, we're gonna fix this. No, I'm just gonna keep holding it. It's not happening. Uh, okay, so I don't want to like lose anything, and then it's gonna be scrapping up the cut episode. Out, by the way, that's that's staying right there. That's staying. It's fine. Basically, getting back <laughs> to my point, we always talk about how bad Alonzo is. We never really talk about how good he is. And and recently, the past two seasons, I think he's actually been pretty good. Uh, to help this team when he's played. And luckily enough, he hasn't played as much as we wanted him to, so it's okay. Or, luckily, he hasn't played like we wanted him not to uh, play. <laughs> I think you try. You understand to say- what I'm saying. We haven't wanted him to I play, understand. and he hasn't played. Okay, I just explained it. I just explained it. We move. We move. Anyway... He's getting a chance to play. Normally, when he steps into these matches, he plays well. That's what I'm expecting from Marcus Alonso. To answer your question, Peter, I I, I, I think the Saul at his normal position of uh, midfield is where he will stay. I would not see Tuchel try something like this in a big, big match against Manchester United on the weekend. But I, I do think in an FA Cup match, you know, maybe we throw him in, see what happens at left wing back, but nothing too crazy here against Van. Agreed. I don't think it's going to be done either, but I think it's definitely a possibility. So we'll see what Tuchel does. Um, I want to talk about something that was a little bit 
going viral the past couple days. I'm not sure if you saw this, Peter. I'm not sure if you saw this, Josh. But there were some rumors floating around about Mason Mount possibly wanting to... uh, Look at Peter. He's hating it. Mason Mount possibly wanting to leave Chelsea because he felt he was not, in quotation marks, appreciated by the club and apparently is a big admirer of the Liverpool fans. You're going to shut this down real quick, right? Who, me? Or Peter? Oh, according to this source that, uh, or the source that came out, it was kind of in some of these, you know, fishy-ish newspapers. Um, And obviously, whenever they say a source, it's usually not the most reliable. Um, But Peter, what do you think? Could any of this possibly be true? Percent chance. Uh, impossible. I. It, it just makes no sense. Like, why? The only reason he, I could think he's think, would think he's not being appreciated is because he's not getting game time. And the only reason he's not getting game time is because he's coming back from his wisdom teeth coming out and then the infection. Otherwise, he knows how much of an important player he is to the club. He knows how much the fans love him. He knows how much Tuchel likes him. Like, how would he not feel appreciated? That just makes no sense. And like you said, I think there it was from, like, the Daily Mail or something like that, which... You know, when you click on when you click on the link, like five fifteen hundred ads pop up. So they're just trying to go for those clicks to make some uh, quick cash. Zero uh, percent, less than zero percent, non-existent chance that that would happen. No possibilities. I I would agree. I I don't. Oh, sorry, Alex. Yeah. I was gonna ask what's your percent, Josh, but you're already on it. So go ahead. Uh, my percent is I don't have a percent. I'm zero. Gonna go zero. I'm going to go zero as well. Yeah, I just wanted no. to bring it up because it was all over Twitter for like two days. Everything for him is with Chelsea. He starts for Chelsea. He comes off the bench in a, in a Champions League match where he's supposed to be resting with Chelsea. He has all his friends on Chelsea. Yeah, I know. But it, it's not even about Liverpool, uh, where his connections are. Obviously, he has a um, a big friendship with Declan Rice, right? But we're also but trying he's, to recruit. He's not even on Liverpool. But he's not even been, on Liverpool, and we're trying there to. There has been rumors that he wants to go to Liverpool or something. I saw, but that was also on the Daily same Mail. rumors from the Daily Mail too. Huh? Those those the sources, yeah, yeah, the sources. sources. It's not happening. I mean, all I mean, he's known people in this Chelsea academy since he was five years old. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm sorry, but anyway, Chelsea's gonna get a break uh, from training tomorrow. And then they will come back and be prepared starting on Thursday for the Premier League clash versus Manchester United, which I will get to now. We are not going to do a lineup prediction because it is Tuesday when we're recording this, Wednesday when it's getting released. Even then, it's not even close to Sunday, right? We got a whole time. We got Thanksgiving to prepare for. Uh, We got Alex's uh, camera to fix. We, there's, there's a lot. We got lots of issues. To a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happening. Alex, I swear, if your camera glitches yeah, one I'm more so time, I'm so sorry. Um, to everyone who's seeing it, it will be fixed, hopefully, by next episode. Episode. Hopefully, it will be ordered on Black Friday or like tomorrow. Peter's lighting. That's next on the list. <laughs> we we gotta get. That's not changing. I'm, that's I'm not, not uh, changing. Unless you guys want to buy an a like a seven month early birthday present of some studio lighting for my room, which won't even fit in my room. Then we'll Christmas then the is coming up. Oh, Christmas whoa! Coming. You guys planning something for me? Chris, oh, thanks. No. I wasn't saying that. I was saying you're getting money. You can. It, you can. 
You could help it with some you know, talking have, blues upgrades. Yeah, but that money, you know, I there's if other there's things any I want. Generous you know. listeners. Uh, yeah. Needs some lights, any any okay? oil barons, maybe you know. Oil. <laughs> you know, you know, slide Roman, a few of a few. I mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just slide something my way. I'll get some new lights, and I'll look so much better. Are we worried at all about him not uh, attending this match today? I think it was a charity of work type of thing. No, he, he whatever. <laughs> He's got busy things to do. Okay. But anyway, the match will be Sunday, November 28th at 11.30 a.m., uh, 4.30 p.m. for everyone watching in the U.K. Right now, the percentages, I, that got added to Google. I didn't know about that. 60% chance Chelsea win, 23% draw, 17% win for Manchester United. Chelsea sit three points clear in first uh, in front of Manchester City at 29 points, 9 2 one uh, Goal difference, 26-19. Manchester United sit in 8th with 17 points. Also uh, with 17 points is Brighton in ninth. So with this win, Manchester United could go as high as, looks to be 5th where Arsenal currently sit, and Chelsea can go as high as where they sit right now in 1st, baby. That's where, that's where exactly we want them. Uh, so they can't go higher. They could definitely go lower with the loss. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But anyway... You guys have any closing thoughts? I think we're okay here, right? Say one thing. All I'm saying is Anthony Taylor. I'm just going to close. Just keep in mind, we're talking about this game as if you said, I think, a 60% chance to win, I think. Is that what Google said? Yeah. Just lower that down a bit because, you know... uh, You know, Jorginho is getting a red card for for uh, for a tackle that where literally like Fred two foots him, but Jorginho gets the red card. It, it's happening. Just embrace that. Just get realize it now and just know that that's happening and be prepared for it. We will hopefully uh, be greeting you once again over the weekend with a recap, uh, if not on Monday early next week. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Subscribe five stars. Uh, t- talking blues pod TikTok, uh, Twitter should be Twitter TikTok. That's how I rank it, honestly. Twitter TikTok, uh, follow us there. Talking blues pod. I'm on Twitter at Josh Holt twenty nine. Alex on Twitter at Adorian twenty three. Uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Like uh, if you like, comment if you want to comment. And with that, have a happy wanna... Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. If you're not. Have a great Thursday and uh... <laughs> and a great rest of your week and uh, get ready for yeah. Chelsea on Sunday. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.